Welcome back, everyone. I am so excited to be back talking Star Trek with my good friend Cookie from Just a Little Podcast. How are you, sir? Fantastic. Fantastic, my friend. Everything is great. How about you? Because it's been a while since we've done this. It's been quite a while. Uh, I'm I'm doing I'm doing okay. You know, um, we didn't get to do uh, what did we not get to do? I think we didn't get Lower to decks. do Lower Decks. Yes, which was a bummer. That was a really good season. Um, 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 it's too bad we didn't get to talk about it. But we're we're back for Picard season three, for sure. For sure, I'm, I'm excited for this. Um, it's been a long wait, so. Yeah, I'm uh, so Picard season three. So this is Fickner's Watch. For those of you who didn't know, this is a series where we're going to go through the series, the uh, series episode by episode, as much as our schedules will allow. And for today, we're only going to be talking about Star Trek Picard season three, episode one, The Next Generation. Oh, yeah. Written by Terry Metalis and directed by Doug Ar- Arnio- Arnio- Kusk. I tried. <laughs> I'm so sorry if you're watching this. Um, but yes, uh, I want to. I want to like shout out the creators of the season. Um, we don't often do that on the Fakner podcast, and I think we probably should start doing so. So yes, uh, what did you think about the first episode of the season? Loved it. It just like it was a nostalgia trip. It was definitely something for the fans who it was. I wouldn't say it's catering to fans, but it's like they listen to what. I think they listened to our show. I really do. I think they listened to what we had to say. And they said, you know what? Like, Brandon and Chris really have something going on here. I think they're on the right formula. We just need to follow what they say. And this was a perfect episode for me. It got me intrigued. It gave us enough of what the plot may be and how everything's kind of kind of fold out. I loved it. It was great. I tend to agree. Um, you know, we talked last season, uh, uh, season two of Picard, um, the first episode was really good. You know, mm-hmm. we, it was really exciting seeing the stargazer and Rios as the captain and what is this mystery? And I was like, this is a cool episode. I want to see more of this. And yeah. it sounds like that's exactly what they wanted to deliver mm-hmm. uh, is just kind of more of that. So we're, we're back in the 25th century, by the yes. way, did you notice the in the I 25th did. century? I did. It's very good. Very cool. Um, we open with uh, Beverly. Yes. Good yes. to see Beverly Crusher back. Okay, so I've talked about this multiple times with you. I, Growing up watching Next Generation, she was my love interest. She was my crush. Not to crush her, but she was my crush. Yeah. So I just like immediately gravitated towards her. So seeing her on the show, I was like, wow. For me, she still looks great. She looks absolutely stunning. I love the gray hair. I think it suits her very well. It seems like she has not lost a beat when it comes to Star Trek and her acting. Mm-hmm. We so don't get a, we don't get a lot of her, but we we get kind of an action sequence. Um, the I you know we we talked about this all the time last last season. Uh, you know, shout out to the set designers and the production designers. I think uh, they've been firing on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. The just the just the slow go, uh, camera movements through all the Easter eggs. Yes. was so fun. Just to be like, oh, there's Jack Crush's stuff. There's <laughs> uh, a log entry from, from the, uh, from that episode. Uh, there's a hypo spray. And it, she even picks up a first contact style phase rifle. Yes. Which is my favorite. And I was like, <laughs> oh, yay. 
it was it was really great and i what i loved about it like you said was it was so visually pleasing to kind of see that and just like here's stuff for you fans enjoy and if you didn't if you weren't a fan of like star trek and this is like your first entry in it and you have no idea who beverly crusher is or what's going on at all it still was great it still was very enjoyable because it was beautifully aesthetically pleasing to see everything yeah i think i think this is the first time that Star Trek Picard specifically has said, you know what? If you've never seen an episode of Star Trek before, maybe sit this one out. Because this was the one where I'm like, we're now in the third season of Picard. Yes. And what and how they've talked about this as being the not necessarily the next generation season eight, but being that fifth movie that they never got. Yes. You know, and we talked about it even last last season a lot, how you know the 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 uh, next generation crew never got their undiscovered country moment. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't, they never got to, to, to uh, warp speed into the sunset. Um, and uh, which, which they is, talk about here too. Yeah. And, and like uh, this undiscovered country is an, uh, is an incredible Star Trek movie. Um, I don't know if you've recently watched it, but it's, it's a killer. It's really, it still holds up. Yeah. Oh, okay. I actually think it might be better than wrath of Khan. Really? Yeah. Okay, I might have to revisit it then. Definitely I know. Have that, to revisit. I know there's a fight in words, but still, like, I think, <laughs> I think that the, that that movie that movie is really good, and it's a really great send off to the original series characters. Mm-hmm. And Nemesis is not that. Nemesis right. is not meant to be a send off to those character to those characters. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's just kind of worked itself out to be that way because those movies did really poorly. Yeah. So this is this is hopefully going to be that. And I think from the jump, they set up like, yeah, this is the last story that you're, that you're going to get with these characters. So like, if you aren't familiar with these characters, like if you, if you jumped in to Picard and only have seen Picard, so you're like, Oh yeah, where's Rios and Raffi and Elmore. They're not here. They're not here. This is for the people who watch Star Trek for the next generation. I don't, I don't think that's a bad thing. It, but it's just weird that it's Picard season three and not just like, this Next is generation. something else. This is something Correct. else. For sure. For sure. I definitely agree. But and we still I, can't... I that was something, look, like, like you said, I think that was something very cool um, because it's like Picard's story revolves, yes, around Picard, but his story has so much more depth when he has his, his crew with him. Yeah. And that's something that I it brings out who he is as a character because he's constantly evolving, constantly changing as a captain when he has his crew around him and he's learning from them. And even till now, him being a retired admiral, he's still learning from his crew and it was great. Yeah. I think it, I think one of the things that works really well is pairing him with Riker. And Mm -hmm. that's such, this is something that I don't think a lot of people have realized is so it's so it's such a big deal because all of the next generation movies Picard and Riker do not share the same plot. No. Never. Picard has the A plot, Riker has the B plot. And Data is paired with Picard all the time because mm-hmm. that's they decided yeah. that was going to be the Spock Kirk relationship. For sure. So now that Data's dead, they can they pair finally get Picard and Riker together and it's and, and the two of them don't miss a beat like they're the moment like they're on they screen together you're like oh you're back 
for sure, for sure. Give me one second, all right? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So we're good, no we're good. But all right, we're talking about Riker not missing a beat, coming back together. Yeah, why don't you why don't you pick up on that? Okay, we'll start there. Okay, sounds good. So yeah, I definitely I feel that with the the way that Data and Picard how their dynamic is, it's very very much like they're they're like father and son, and they're yeah. constant father and son. And then now you have Riker who's like father and son again, and it's so great because Riker constantly looks up to him, but now Riker is an adult, and you see yeah. these moments inside the episode where it's like. He's kind of like <clears throat> jabbing back at his father saying like, oh, you didn't do this or you didn't do that. And he's like, shut up, Will. <laughs> I think it's I think it's not I think it's not a father son relationship so much okay. as it's it's they're definitely they're definitely now more like peers because okay. like ever since Riker was promoted to captain, he he kind of he kind of presents himself as a more he's always been really confident, but he like presents himself as a more like confident uh, captain than uh than his rank would suggest like he walks more like an admiral than he does okay, a captain yes. so i think i think so it's really weird when like when we're watching the show and like oh it's captain riker and admiral picard i'm like honestly with his age with riker's age he should also be an admiral yes um it should just be admiral riker and admiral picard but i understand it's not but his uh geordie is going to be a commodore when we meet yes. him I I am so excited to to finally go and see him back. It's going to be amazing. Oh my god, that scene with his daughter Sydney. Yes, I did not expect that, and they're just like jabbing at her. Like, what was your nickname again? Oh, so great, Crash LaForge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the 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 episode brings. I think the thing that really works so well about this season is that it brings a completely different energy to Star Trek Picard, which up mm -hmm. until now has been pretty dour, frankly. Yeah. But Riker being there and Riker being Riker brings a lot more, a lot more kind of lightheartedness to what could generally be considered a, a, a pretty, a pretty down show. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really cool to have a lighter energy going into the season than we have yes. in the past. Correct. Yeah. Especially, and it's still, even though it's like a lighter season, it still hits pretty hard with, with Beverly kind of going into this, her ship. And she's like, oh, we're being, I'm being boarded. Yeah. Let me block off for security reasons. You don't know who this person is at the time. She blocks the door so nobody can, I guess, potentially get to that person. And she goes into distinctive, like, let me go in attack mode and defend and do what I need to do to protect my ship. Yeah. And, and right off the bat, you're engaged in this moment. And her son. Yes, because we at the time, you don't know it's her son until the very end. And then it's like, this guy looks like he could be in his 20s. Uh, maybe this might be dot, dot, dot. I think, I think that kid is Picard's son. You think so? Yeah. That's, it's, oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. I, um, I'm... I really, I really appreciate that. One of the things that I really like about this, about this episode is that it explains the, the next generation characters absence in the first two seasons of Picard. Mm -hmm. Cause like, you know, what was the thing you weren't on the first season of Picard, of the Picard yeah, discussion. No. Um, but in that season, Picard calls his doctor and it's this dude from the stargazer we never met. Mm -hmm. And it's not Beverly. And we were all kind of like, why is it this Beverly? Uh, <laughs> Like that's that's really strange, 
And then, and like the question of like, where's Beverly? Where's Will? Where's Jordy? Where, where are all these people? And he has this line in the first season. Like if I ask them to help me, they will. And I'm like, yeah. So ask them. Yeah. Why aren't you doing it? <laughs> yeah. Um, and so and you have this moment where, and so like in, in this moment, like, yeah, okay. You can't really explain why Picard decided not to ask his friends, but you can explain away Beverly. Beverly's been missing for 20 years. Yeah, she's been doing this doctors on borders, but for the Federation thing for 20 years, and she cut off contact completely with the Next Generation crew. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm really engaged. Why did she do that? Yes, because that doesn't sound like her. Correct, exactly. Especially like kind of where things left off in the the ending of Next Generation. You're like, okay, it, they definitely are super super close knit family. Mm-hmm. So it's like I, I wouldn't see them all separating and just bye. That's it. Yeah, and, that, and it's not it's not like it doesn't feel like it's out of character either because everyone's wondering like why did she do this? Mm-hmm. Like even Riker's like why did she cut us off all those years ago? It doesn't make any yeah. sense. Correct. So it's definitely one of those added like mysteries that's going to enhance the plot as time goes on and it's going to I guess flush out her character and where she's been. Yeah, I really um I want to also shout out the costume design. Um first I want to say whoever in Starfleet, in universe, makes all their all the uniforms. I want to know what that dude is on because the fact that he has that whatever whatever costume designer that that whatever uniform designer is, works in Starfleet has designed over forty uniforms hmm. in the past thirty years is insane to me. But whatever, and still makes new ones. It still keeps making new new types of designs. Like you know, first because like. If you think about the uniform designs, it's really interesting because, like, from the original series to Next Generation, there was a big shift, but then they have the gap with the monster maroons. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. What? Where did the what happened to the monster maroons? Oh, we took out the collar and then we made the the Next Generation uniforms. Cool. But then after that, it was the 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 one piece, the one piece blacks with the colored shoulders, and then mm-hmm. it was the gray shoulders with the undershirt, and then yes. it was. And then it was what we see in Lower Decks, and then there's another uniform set in Prodigy, and then there's another uniform set in Picard Season 1. There's two. Mm-hmm. And, like, wh- what are we doing? Why are we making so many <laughs> damn uniforms here? <laughs> One of the things that I thought was really cool was right after this moment, and we're we're figuring out what the what the plot is, and the whole objective, I guess, of this this mini series right now with next generation is going to save Beverly and figure out what happened to her. And they have to go and figure out how to get there without the Federation knowing. And in my head, I'm like, that's never going to happen. You guys are never going to get there without the Federation. No, it's, it's physically impossible, especially after like season one and season two of knowing these characters and then realizing, Hey, they're not going to be in season three as far as certain characters aren't going to be in season three. Uh, so how are we going to go and get a ship and fly there? So yeah. the way that they introduced this new crew, but then also had reoccurring um, reoccurring people on there was really, really great. And the ship is stunning. Boy, I I love the Titan A. Stunning. I, I'm a big Constitution fan. I love the Constitution uh, class starships. Um, to me, that I think that's the that's like the pinnacle Starfleet is Constitution class. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm about. I guess my gardener's about to start going. Um, 
And so, like, I really like Constitution class. So when they were like, oh, yeah, we built this new Titan. It's based on a Constitution class. It's a Constitution class three series. Uh, and I was, and I immediately fell in love. I, it, it's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful it ship. And the way that they like, they paid um, like respect to it with getting to the ship and you're seeing it take off from the docks. And oh, you're just, space like, dock, baby. It's in awe. I'm just sitting there. I'm like, ah, and then the music starts to swell a little bit. And I'm like, it's next generation music. This oh. is beautiful. Shout out to the composer this season. Yes. Is killing it. The music yes. is, is amazing. And it's only episode one. And I'm like, yeah. whatever you guys are doing, keep on this track because you guys are doing some great stuff. The Titan A is such is such a good ship. I'm so glad we have a new hero ship, a new Starfleet hero ship that that harkens back to classic Starfleet, mm-hmm. um, star, classic Star Trek. And it's it's such a wonderful ship. What do you think of Captain Shaw? He's a douchebag, but I like him. <laughs> <laughs> he's an honest douchebag. And he's like, this is my ship. I've I've captained this ship for 30 years. We don't see action. We don't do what the stuff you guys used to do back in the day. I respect you and I love you, but this is my ship. And Can I'm I like, ask you a question? Yes. What did he do wrong? He followed <laughs> orders. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. But so in- what's so interesting to me about Captain Shaw is clearly – I want to remember first, clearly there's something, he has a prejudice against people who used to be Borg. That's yes. very Only clear by his remark. Um, twice, but, it's twice they mentioned it with Seven of Nine. She's like, I'm not, I'm no longer that. They don't, um, my captain doesn't want me to go by that name. Yes. Um, and, and he and he has this moment where, he, where the way his voice cracks when he talks about Borg and Picard's presence. Like, mm-hmm. I want to preface that there's clearly something more there. But the first episode, he didn't do anything wrong. No, he was he was told by Starfleet to go somewhere. These two old ass old ass men come onto <laughs> his ship dem- uh, for a surprise inspection, demand him to change course. One of them is retired. Yes, and like, the other one doesn't even have a ship. Right, and so like yeah, so like and he ha- and he just says no, and I'm thinking like yeah, no, that makes sense. That and makes I'm over perfect here, I'm sense. Like, come on, like these are your heroes. And you're going to say no to your heroes for letting them borrow your ship, fly a little bit out of the way. Come on. But see that, and so it's really, it's really because Captain Shaw is that, you know, he's the kind of captain who's, he's Jellico, right? He's Jellico from the first, from the next generation who yeah. took over when Picard is being tortured. Mm-hmm. Um, Jellico, very by the book, you know, this guy is like, by the book where I follow my orders. I keep in line. I don't do, I don't go out of my way to do to do to to do the cowboy diplomacy of yes. of what you guys were doing um you know i'm explore i'm an exploration vessel i don't get into trouble yeah and so these guys come on like hey we need you to get into a little trouble <laughs> and he's like um i don't know who you think you're talking to but it's not me i'm done with my meal so thank you guys yeah i mean he look he is he is rude yeah, very <laughs> he, rude he clearly has a problem with the board, but honestly, I don't think he was wrong in his decision to just be like, you know, no, we're going to keep on course because that's what my orders say. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's just because it's, it's like there's no like if you if you take away um, Picard and Riker's motive to do this and there's no motive. Let's say these two old guys just hop on your ship and you've grown up reading about them, learning about them going to school and those are the guys you kind of looked up to and then they come on your ship and they're like hey brandon so i know you're doing this thing but 
could you really just do this thing for us? Like it's it's more of like a, a thing to go and kind of honor what we're going to be doing. Excuse me, we're going to have speeches. So we want to go and like kind of show off this new vessel that you have. We want to show it off to the world or to the, the universe. Can you can you do this for us? And it's like, heck, yeah. Like you're Picard, you're Riker. Why wouldn't I do this for you? Not no. But you have but you and I, we admire Picard and Riker. They're heroes. They but may he not be to him. Didn't he say that he's like, I love you guys. I love you guys so much at the end. He's like, but no. But he no, he says he says he loves them in the sense of like, yeah, back when when you were captain of the Enterprise, you were really cool. I love reading about those. Like he he talks about them as if they're fictional characters in storybooks that he would read. Yeah. Okay. Right? Because he's talking about them like like, yeah, I was really cool when you just when you went off to the Delta Quadrant and fought the Borg. I don't do that. You don't do that anymore either. So yeah. get the hell off my ship. It was just, I guess he just, he could have said it nicely. He was just a douchebag to me. <laughs> there is, there is a prejudice he has towards the Borg, which I'm curious about, about moving forward. I also don't think he's long for the show. You don't think he's what? I don't think he's going to be on the show much longer. Oh, I don't think so either. I don't, I, I definitely feel that he is a, a placeholder because they've mentioned a few times with seven and nine and how she's meant to be part of the Federation, how she's meant to be a, a captain. And it's before you know it, you're going to be a captain. She's like, I'm so unsure. I don't know if this is right for me. I never knew if this is right for me. And Picard's like, I never knew if it was right for me either, but I just kept going on with it. And I've had bad people that were above me, but I just kept pushing. And then you see like them pan to Riker and Riker just smiles. Like you didn't have Picard the way I had Picard. He was a douchebag to me from time to time. So it's, 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 it's really funny to hear, to see the, because Seven and Riker knew two different Picards. Correct, correct. It's like Father Picard, who was like strict and mean, and then you have Grandpa, who's like, I'll do anything for you, sweetheart. Yeah, no, for real. It's, it's Seven is, Seven is, like when Seven is just like, what the hell are you guys doing here? I'll throw out an airlock. And Riker's like, hang on. You don't talk to, you don't talk to Picard like that. Picard's like, no, no, no. She can talk it's to me okay. like that. Let it ride. You can't do it, but she can. It was so good, man. I, I, I enjoyed this and it I'm I'm so intrigued in this story like it it definitely does this total jump from season 1 it does another jump from season 2 with plot cuz this plot feels like there's no connection to the past stuff so it's like you watch this and you're just watching this series only as Picard season 3 yes it it has like a connection or connective tissue to the past seasons with characters and and even with uh next generation but that's about it like you watch this, it seems like it doesn't flow into the past ones. I, I'm really happy, honestly, with that. I know a lot of people are rubbing up against the fact that the last season ended with the with a section of the Borg joining the Federation mm-hmm. uh, to watch over this like anomaly that could destroy the universe or whatever. Yeah. And we're never going to touch that. Fine, whatever. Um, but I really like that the I really like the characters that did stay. And I was I was ecstatic that Laris was in the sh- was in the first episode. Yes. And there's still this like love interest, which makes it even more interesting because like Picard's now gonna go and save his past love interest. Yeah. Meanwhile his new love interest is leaving to go somewhere else. So it's like this love triangle is spreading away from him. And Laris is so much older older than Picard because she's yes. Romulan. And so like so I wonder younger. Yeah, I wonder if there's going to be a sense of like 
you know, if Picard and Beverly do rekindle their romance, will Laris be okay with that and just be like, yeah, no, I get it. It was always borrowed time with us. Yeah. I, I can it, see that going, but I was really happy to see Orla Brady because I really like her and I feel like she's been underserved in every season of the show. Well, I mean, she played pretty good in season two with, I, I guess, her doppelganger person. No, her like ancestor. Yeah, that yeah. looked exactly like her. <clears throat> I mean, it's fine. It, that was fine, but I, I yeah, wanted nothing wrong with it. I wanted more. I want more Laris all the time. I, I love that Romulan girl. I hear you. Momulin. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, there's a line that Picard says in the scene with Laris, <clears throat> and well, because he's doing some spring cleaning and kind of packing his stuff because he's going to go off to, uh, I guess it's not vine- it's not wine season, so he's going to leave the vineyard for a bit. Mm-hmm. But he says um, <clears throat> he he's looking at like um, the the painting of the Enterprise D, and and uh, Laris says. Uh, you always remember. Uh, you always remember your first, and, and he goes, "She wasn't my first, but she was always my favorite." And I was yeah. like, "Thank you, thank you," because <laughs> so much of the first two seasons have been so centered on the Stargazer. Mm-hmm. I get it. The Stargazer, Picard was captain of the Stargazer for like twenty years. I get it, but yes. like, the Enterprise D is his was his, his baby. baby. His baby. Yes, I I, I agree with you one hundred percent. And it was like when he said that, and right after he's like, "Oh, give it, a, give it a Jordy." I'm like, yeah. "What? Like that, that? That's your paint? Like that's that's your painting? Why would you?" Do? And she said the same thing. She's like, "Don't you dare touch that painting!" Like yeah. he he's senile. He doesn't know what he's talking about right now. Um, I I think I I mean it's a sweet gesture because like I I, I I'm really curious how we're gonna meet the other characters. Yes. Um, because the trailer implies that Jordy will not be happy to see Picard. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious about that. Um, we haven't talked about it, but like the background of the season is that Frontier Day is, is coming, which is the sure. 250th anniversary of the Federation founding. Mm-hmm. It's a very cool idea. Um, did you see... Do you follow um, Star Trek logs on Instagram? I do not, but I can. You should. Um, okay. Because there's a lot of plot, especially when it comes to the Enterprise. Um, okay. We've seen in the trailers, the Enterprise F is in this season. She's being decommissioned at Frontier Day. Oh. So That's something happened. What'd you say? That's a bittersweet moment. Yeah. So the Enterprise F was, it has been in service for about 15 years. Um, and she'll be decommissioned at Frontier Day. And like that's why the... That's why Riker and Picard are talking at Frontier Day is because they're going to decommission an Enterprise. And it's like, we want the Enterprise cap, the living Enterprise captains to to be there and mm-hmm. talk about the and talk about the legacy of Star of Starfleet and the Enterprise. Um, and I think that's going to be because we see in we see in this season a terrorist attack. Yes. On a Starfleet recruitment center. Um, and I think that's going to be like the ma- I think Frontier Day, the decommissioning of the Enterprise F. I think that's the the main uh, place that our bad guy is going to attack. That's like mm-hmm. the the end goal is to to destroy whatever starbase that will be set at. Was going to be like that. That's going to be like the thing that they're going to try to stop. Yes, <clears throat> my theory anyway. I agree, and I, I think. Did I know? Uh, I know Mike used to go and watch Twenty Four. Were you ever a Twenty Four fan? Mm-mm. 
Okay, so 24 is a show that revolves around literally each episode being one hour long, mm-hmm. leading up to 24 hours in a day. And it's basically, without going into a whole bunch of details, it's a person or a group of people trying to go and stop a terrorist attack from happening. And you're playing out through this entire scene, uh, motion by motion, to figure out, okay, how are they going to go and make this happen? And as time progresses on, it's literally minutes counting down 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And they have 24 hours to do what they need to do. And this gave me so much of those vibes with the terrorist attack, with how everything kind of panned out and the timeline, how everything was paced. It had really, really great pacing throughout this. There was no dull moments for me. There was no boring moments. It was all just enjoyable. And even when you yeah. got to like the bar scene and you just see them just hanging out talking, it's like, why'd you bring me here? It's, it's, yes. And it's like, that was hilarious when he when Riker got all pissed off because he's drunk and he's like, "You better you need to pay some respect, all right, young lady." Like no you one, don't know what you're talking about. They talk about no one wants the fat ones. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I I I I just love the humor and everything. It's been it's been great. And then seeing Rafi come back and not realizing what where she's been, like what her situation is, knowing her past with with like drug abuse. Yeah. And seeing her on this this random planet and she's like kind of like tweaked out, it seems like, and she's asking for drugs. And it's like, you're my highest paid customer type of thing. I don't want to lose you. And I'm like, no. And she's like, I can get back into. I was like broken hearted with this. I was like, you were doing so well. What happened? How did this just all happen? And then you realize the plot twist. She's still part of the Federation. Uh, did you did you recognize the name of the planet that she was on? No, I didn't. Metallus Prime. Metallus Prime. Okay, what's that so, from? The showrunner of the season is Terry Metallus. That's cool. <laughs> so, but that's not why that's here. Apparently, in Star Trek Enterprise, which Terry Metallus started his one of his early career was on Star Trek Enterprise as a writer. Okay. They named a planet Metallus Prime. And it's in dialogue in Star Trek Enterprise. So they so in Star Trek Picard, they brought back that planet. They brought it back. That's cool. Yeah, that is so cool. I thought that was kind of cute. Uh, but awesome. yeah, I think there's a lot of really fun humor in this. There's there's kind of this kind of like sense of adventure that mm-hmm. those are that those Star Trek movies, like the good Star Trek movies, like had. Um, and even like even like um, you know, first contact. It feels very first contact. Yeah. Um, which I think is a good thing. Um, but the scene in the bar when Riker is looking at all the enterprises, by the way, Eagle Moss, uh, Eagle Moss ships being sold at Guinan's bar is really funny to me. Um, I've got a bunch of Eagle Moss ships and it's, and it's, I just want to say it's such a damn shame that Eagle Moss went out of business uh, before this season, because I want, I want some of those model ships. I want a Titan a so bad. That ship is beautiful. What do you like? Do you? I know you have a few. Where do you display them? Do you like let them hang, or do you have like a? They're right here. I'll show you. Actually, I'll pick. I'll pick. I'll, I'll, I'll unwisely pick up my 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 camera and show you a little bit. There they are. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah, that is so cool. I got a I got a Battlestar Galactica. I got an Orville right here. It's, you can't see it, but and then the gold mothership right here. Look at that. And then all the enterprises, except for F. I don't have the F. It's being decommissioned. That's why. Yeah, but I kind of. Eagle Moss shouldn't have gone out of business. <laughs> it's not fair. 
I had a, I had a, I, I, I'm still bummed about Eagle Moss going out of business. I, I think I will be for a long time. Sorry, I'm sorry. Anyway, um, I so I really like the kind of the energy that the that the show brings, and it's really cool because like it didn't spend two or three episodes looking for Beverly, right? Mm-hmm. They were that Be- Picard gets the gets the message and says, "All right, we're going." And then by the end of the episode, we found Beverly. Yes, you know she's in the thing. So, but we're there. And mm-hmm. we're already going to be introduced to our villain. So the pacing of the season already feels a lot a lot brisker. And I hope it continues because, you know, season two had a pretty brisk pace in the beginning and then it slowed way down. Yeah, it did. Uh, and I, I really hope that doesn't happen here. Um, uh, there's a lot of issues that season two ended up having when it had such a strong beginning. And you and I both agree, like the beginning of season two is pretty good. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> but it just didn't end the same way. Mm-hmm. And that that really bummed me out, and I hope that I hope that they don't suffer the same pitfalls this season yeah. because right now it's got good energy, it's got good pacing. There's a lot of great lines that I can just Picard and Picard and Riker are so much fun together. They are, they really are, and it's such a it's such a wonderful moment to see. Um, let's see. Um, there's a nice callback to Janeway. Uh, Jane yeah. Way and Picard yeah. convinced Seven to join Starfleet. She she looks great, by the way, in that uniform. She does. She looks really, really great. One of the things I wanted to ask you was, um, do you think we are going to be getting a a young Crusher who is now, I guess, gone through the motions of being in Starfleet? Because when we saw him in Next Generation, he was he was kind of going through the academy as he just got in, and I want to say he was also in D Space Nine. Correct me if I'm wrong. But like seeing, seeing that, and it's like, okay, where's where's Young Crusher? When are we gonna are we gonna get a Young Crusher coming into the mix? We got him the last season, remember? Yeah, I know, but I want him again. I see his mom, and it's like, okay, he's got a mom. He has a potential brother. So he's protecting gonna... the universe. I know, I know, but it's just like I want him back. I want him to just like say like, hey, mom, how you doing? Hey, I brother. Think, I think there is. I think there's a sense that we're probably going to see if I had a wish list for all the characters we're going to see. I'm unfortunately Wesley Crusher is on the bottom of it because like, I'm thinking like we're going to see, I think we're going to see Tasha um, or at least her Romulan daughter. Um, I think Ro Ro is going to be in this season. Ro Laren with, she better have her earrings too. I'm going to be upset. Me too. Um, (laughs) And I think, I I think we're going to see, I think there's going to be more next generation characters that okay. we haven't thought about. It's really cool to see the crew, but with the ten episode format, you can also bring in other people. Mm-hmm. And you can and and what's so great about about this ten episode format is that while yes, it's described as a ten hour movie, and that's really cool, and I hope they succeed because I don't think a lot of people do. Um, what this ten episode format allows them to do is give everyone a chance to shine. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember, Worf got the short end of the stick in every single one of those movies. Yes. Yes, he did. Yeah. And that was my next thing to go and say is you think we're going to get Worf shining bright. I think so. And I think Worf is Raffi's handler. Really? Yeah. It's the warrior line that ticked me, that tipped me off. I was like, Oh, that's that's pretty good. That that's pretty good. That is a good pull. I like that. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just curious about it. It's probably it. It, it'd be a little weird to may, maybe for Worf to be a handler for something like this, mm-hmm. but 
the the warrior line, I, I kind of looked at that and I'm like, that's a weird thing to say for someone who's not a Klingon. Yes, yes, very much so. It was funny. Uh, my my last episode of my podcast that I did, I actually gave you a shout out because. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. I was talking about, I, I can't remember the, the exact plot that I was talking about, but it came up to the point of fillers. And I was like, Brandon and I had this really great discussion about filler episodes and like not to use that terminology of filler because people did pour their heart and soul into every single episode to make it regardless if you don't like it or if you do like it, there are other people out there who do like it. And I won't say filler for this season, but I do hope that things continue, like you said, with this pace and things flow very smoothly that it's not we're getting fast and then it just comes like a dead halt and it's like, Hey, what are we going to do now? We don't know. Let's throw these random plot holes in here and try to fill them. Like it seems that everything's very knit and very tight with, okay, we have, we have Raffi and and her, her now figuring out, okay, we, she needs to get to this red lady or figure out who this red lady is. And she doesn't get there in time spoilers. And she now realizes that it's going to be a terrorist attack. So you have her plot, her storyline. You have uh, Picard and Riker's storyline now joining up with Seven of Nine. And it's just flowing very, very smoothly. It's like I hope that they continue to build on that, but it all formulates into one point, one arrow. Me too. Because I think one of the things that season two stumbled with is that the stars are spinning their wheels. Yes. And I think the the end ha- the the last half of, of season two of Picard started to really crumble when it became like, oh, now they're interrogated by the FBI. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is this purposeful? Why? Is this, yeah. are we doing anything with this? What it was happening? Mm-hmm. And like the fact that it came to nothing was such a, I'm still pissed off about it. But <laughs> um, I think that the, and I don't want to see that happen with the season because if this is the last time that we're seeing these, cr- this crew, we have, right. We have an opportunity to really give them that, their kind of send off that they deserve. And because it's an ensemble show now, you know, yes, it's focused on Picard, but like as these characters come in, that we'll get the chance to have scenes together. We can, we can focus more on them. Should mm-hmm. say like, oh, we're done with Picard for a bit now. Let's focus on you. Let's give you something to do, and then that be focused into the plot line. And I think, I mean, regardless of the fact that this should have been the show they did in the first place, um, it's. I think that it was really smart to bring in the next generation crew because it gives them the narrative opportunity to not slow down the show, to Mm -hmm. not spin their wheels. It gives them the narrative narrative opportunity to kind of keep it moving forward in a way where everyone's plot line will converge into the finale. Yes. And that was, that was the thing that they brought up when Riker and Picard were together and they were just talking about old times, like how they were, they were chasing the sunset, chasing that view they yeah. kept chasing for, and they spent half their lives chasing it. And now it's like the other half is not chasing it. And that was like a little nod saying, like, don't worry, we got this. We're gonna give this a really good send-off. Yeah, because That's they I'm hoping. Because those characters, especially Riker, Riker and Picard, like they missed it. They miss it. Yeah. They miss being out there in space and exploring and like that's mm-hmm. important to them. It was who they were. Like, I'm not saying it's not important to everyone else, but it wasn't the same for them. Correct. Uh, it, was, it wasn't the same. Jordy wasn't an explorer. He was an engineer. Yes. Worf was a warrior, not an explorer. Picard and Riker were explorers. That was their mm-hmm. purpose in life, to explore strange new worlds, to to seek out new life. No, I'm kidding. Um, like, that was their... <laughs> That's what they want to do. And that's what they have that moment of like when they're in the shuttlecraft, like, 
you know, we spend half our lives chasing this view and half our lives missing it. And, yeah. uh, and, and it's, and, and I think that Riker delivers a really good moment in that line. I think Riker, all the, all in all, I think Jonathan Riggs is really good as an actor. I think he's a little rusty because he mm-hmm. hasn't been, he hasn't been the lead of a show in a long time. Yes. Um, but I think he'll, he's working off the rust as the show goes on. He just, I just need to give, he needs to give me his pose. He needs to get that leg up on something and just talk. Like that's I like what the, I want from him. I like the line where he's just like where 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 Picard's like, oh, I have the adrenaline rush. Uh, <laughs> like, like my knees. Great, your your hands are stiff. My knees hurt. So as long as we don't have to shoot and move, we'll be good. <laughs> we'll be fine. I lost it. I was like, this is this is what I miss, and it's so refreshing. It honestly, it just like I just sit back and I take a deep breath and I just relax and I enjoy watching this series and i know it's only episode one but i'm like i'm so into it and i'm so enjoying it and we've been talking a little bit and it's like man i can't wait to talk about the show with you it's it's so good it's like when not to kind of get off from star trek but when orville comes on i my wife and i love orville and every single time it comes on we enjoy watching it and that's something we get to talk about and it's like with this i don't have anybody to talk about it with and then you're like, dude, you ready to come back? And, I'm, and I missed doing lower decks with you. So it's now like, yes, yes, I can talk about this. Yes. And then you watch the episode and I'm like, this is beautiful. This is beautiful. Brandon and I are going to have such a great time enjoying the show. I even think Michael would have liked this show. Yes. I, I <laughs> Yes. His little negative self. I think he might actually go and say, you know what, guys, this is a good episode. Uh, it was always it was it was funny because Michael Carlos of the downright nerdy of the now defunct downright nerdy podcast used to do these shows used to do these with me. Uh, sorry for Picard season one, um, and he uh, this is for the audience for the uh, and we were talking to him w- during season two, and he was not into season two <laughs> at all, uh, like at all, and like uh, he was just, we were it was like at the point before we started to dislike season two because we were pretty hot on season two in the beginning. He was already out. He was no. It, and like, and so it was really funny to be like, but then I'm looking about this about this one. I'm like, you know, he might like this one. He might like it. This He's one might have done it. It'd be hopefully, hopefully we can get him on for at least an episode. It'd be nice just to talk to him. He yeah, don't think he has a recording space anymore. He has his car. He, he has his car. <laughs> um. All right. Let me look at my at my notes real quickly. Um. Oh, you know, I do miss their. I do miss. Th- I, I was never really too crazy about the um, opening intro for Star Trek Picard, but okay. I kind of I kind of miss it. Really? Yeah. I enjoyed it. I was like, this is nice to kind of get that instead of getting an opening, getting a closing. I liked it. Oh, I did like I did like the closing credits. I thought those are pretty cool. Yes. Question well, for you. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not really great with ships, but at the end of this episode. And we see this portal kind of come down and destroy, take like suck down and then yeah. spit it back out somewhere else. I'm like, holy crap. Have we ever seen that before? That was question number one. And then question number two for you is when we see um, Beverly's ship and her son kind of goes and says, oh, the blast, the blast shield is opening up or whatever. You're going to see the enemy. What ship is that? Uh, the Beverly ship or the enemy ship? The enemy ship. So it's called the Shrike. Okay. Um, we don't know what type of ship it, it is. Okay. But that's uh, Amanda Plummer is the villain of the season. You remember in the trailers. Yes. That's her ship. We don't know what type of ship where it comes from or anything. Okay. 
as far as the quantum tunneling tech that we that we see, is that terrorist tech? We've never seen that before. Yeah. It, okay. It does remind me though of Nero's drilling machine. That's what I was thinking. So yeah. that's why I was like, man, have I seen this before? Because it looks so familiar, but I didn't know if it was. And I, you have a lot more knowledge when it comes to Star Trek than I do. It does remind me of Nero's drilling machine, only in the so far as it's the kind of like the the type of terrorist attack that it is is very mm-hmm. similar. I think. Um, by the way, nice callback to the Enterprise C Captain Rachel Garrett. <laughs> I was happy to see her. Can yes. I get a statue? Every yeah, everything was great, and it was even though it was very short lived. It was nice to see it. Yeah, I, I think that I think that the I think that there's a fine line to walk with nostalgia. You mm-hmm. know, you don't want to play. You don't want to be manipulative with nostalgia because audiences start to get a little wise to it. Start yeah. to be like, you know, I I'm not. I this is manipulating me. Yeah, we get it. We get it. Yeah, but I think that I think that this this episode did a really good job of being a world that was lived in because we see statues of Rachel Garrett. We see stuff. We see stuff in, in Picard's house. We see the, the, again, the, just like the set dressing alone really sells Star Trek as at this season of Star Trek, the, even season two as a world that was lived in. This is a mm-hmm. world that revels in its continuity that this is a show that revels in its continuity. That is, that is looking at, at, continuity as not a it's not a restrictor but as a as a way to enrich the world and yes. I, I i hope that continues and i have no reason to believe it won't um you know it's just it's just kind of my season two brain being like we really liked season two but until it until we didn't <laughs> <laughs> i i agree i definitely agree and i think visually seeing the world was really really well done yeah. and watching like next generation you it's it's very much on this they had a bigger better budget of course but it was still a low budget type of ordeal where they couldn't go and have these vast sets and have these backgrounds that were just humongous and spanned out for miles and miles where here we have that opportunity with digital effects and it was beautiful like seeing the city alive and how everything's moving and hearing people in the background where this thing just magically sucks out an entire academy and then drops it somewhere else and you're like hearing these screams of like terror and cry and just yeah. sheer horror and it's like wow it it, it 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 was very very well done for me and it's like it kind of gave me this like taken back moment like oh my god did i just witness that and then raffi has the exact same thought and feel that i had was no they did not just do that yeah. i am in shock um Really happy that Michelle Hurd came back, and I'm I'm excited to see what they do for with her Raffi. Um, I'm just I'm just so happy with this episode. Um, I re- I'm just so happy with that Picard is back, and this could be the one where, you know what? If we get if it's just if my future self wants to just do a marathon of Star Trek: The Next Generation. And and I, I will be so happy to include this at the end. Uh, <laughs> if this is if this is as good as I think it as I think it will be, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the early buzz is is really positive. Um, I'm just, I just really hope this is good, man. Yes, I, I agree with you. I definitely, I'm right there with you. And it's funny because like. I have, yet, and you told me not to do it. I know I still have to, but I have yet to finish Halo. 
and it's like pulling teeth to finish Good. Halo. And then I come to this and it's like, how do I go back to Halo after watching something like this? This oh, well yeah. done. Yeah, I mean, like you, you, it was, it's kind of like, frankly, I don't mean to throw Discovery under the bus all the time. <laughs> and I really don't. Again. It just it just comes up. I like Discovery fine, but it's really hard to go from Strange New Worlds to Lower Decks to Prodigy to now Picard Season 3, hopefully, and then go to Discovery, and you're like, why? Well, Discovery kind of feels like the black sheep of the family right now. Yes, yes, it really does. Like, I granted, I have not seen Prodigy, but from what you told me, it is pretty good. Good show. And we both know that Lower Decks is top-notch. So I, I'm definitely feeling that if the the way this thing is going, if it continues on, I definitely feel that it's going to be like a really, really great send off for next generation. And I hope maybe it's a next, like it, it kind of gives the writers and producers for discovery, like, Hey, we need to step our crap up. Like, yeah, I, keep up. I really hope that the showrunner Terry Metalis gets to do another Star Trek show after this. Um, it's re- because he was brought on pretty late in the game for season two. Um, and he gets to do season three on his own and that's really cool. And it looks really promising and I'm really hopeful that it is, mm-hmm. but we, but if this is the only thing he gets to do in the Star Trek universe, I'll honestly be bummed, especially if this is as good as I think it will be. Correct. Um, I want to see him. I don't want to see this be the end of the 25th century. Um, I want to see my ideal world is starring seven of nine with Rafi as her first officer, captain of the Enterprise G or the Titan A or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and they're off doing exploration missions while en- encounter with a new cast of a fun crew and encountering other characters such as Ezri Dax and Janeway yeah. and um, Bashir and Garrett. And, you know, I want to see... I want to see that show. And I think Metalis is pretty passionate about Star Trek that mm-hmm. he wants to continue playing in this world too. And I I'd be there for it. If he, if, if he, if he gets the opportunity. I agree. And I, I, I love that, that concept too, of bringing in like deep space nine characters. Cause they, they, they enjoy, like I, they enjoyed deep space nine. And I definitely feel that they would love to come back to kind of do their own send off type of thing, yeah. even though they had a great send off for deep space nine, but to do their own. The thing is, Deep Space Nine had a really solid send off, and even like Next Generation also had a really good send off. And then they did their movies. Yeah. Um, so like, I, I always think about like you know Indiana Jones. The Last Crusade is a great send off for Indiana Jones. You don't need mm-hmm. to make any more Indiana Jones movies after that. <laughs> but they did. So so now you want them to do another send off because you're like yeah. just I want you to I don't want you to end on a bad note and. So long as there's no more Deep Space Nine, they don't end on a bad note. Very true. So, uh, yeah. you know, ho- hopefully. I agree. I definitely agree. Um, anyway, I think that's all I got. I, I'm yeah. really positive about this episode. I really liked it. Same here. Same here. Thank you for definitely having me back because, of course, I've been missing it, man. I've been missing it. Uh, I would, there is no one I would rather do this with. I appreciate it, my friend. Likewise. Um, we may have a, we may try and get a, there's a, there's a, a, there's a, uh, Star Trek fan that I'm, uh, that I, that I know that I'm kind of getting to know that I'd love to, to bring on. Um, uh, she, she seems pretty fun. She knows the guy who plays Captain Shaw, which is kind of cool. Oh um, man. I was just talking smack about him. <laughs> no, no. Captain Shaw's a dick. The actor is really good. <laughs> yeah. He played his part really well. Yeah. Um, 
and I, I, you know, just the kind of nature of, of you and I recording oftentimes at the, uh, being like, okay, let's go, let's do this now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I definitely um, But uh, yeah, I'm really, I'm really just ecstatic that we're back doing this. Um, I, yeah. I've been eager. Uh, unfortunately, personal, personal issues happened with me that we couldn't do lower decks and I will forever be sad about that. Um, but I'm, I'm so excited to be, to be back on the road, on the trek with you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I agree. All right. Well, we'll be back next time with episode two, most likely. Um, mm-hmm. Whatever episode, whatever that's called. I'm eager. Uh, you know, the the four day wait is too long. <laughs> it's going to be what? Next generation part two. No, I think it'll be. Because um, this, this is part one. No, the, no, 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 no. This is part one. The next generation. Oh, oh, OK, OK. So it's a 10 part. It's a 10 part movie. Gotcha. The so first part, part is called whatever. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um, oh, I also really like the bridge crew. I think they all look really cool. Um, yes. I hope we get to. I hope we get to know them. For sure. Um, Sydney LaForge is brilliant. Yeah, I hope. I hope that's not the only thing we see of her. That we do get more. Yeah, and it's just not a name drop. And we'll we'll get um we'll get LaForge's other kid later on in the season. How many kids is he? I didn't. I knew he had his, his daughter, but okay, he has two. Okay. Uh, well, there's two in Starfleet. I don't know if he's got a third one. Um, but the th- the second daughter that we're gonna meet is actually Lavar Burton's daughter, real daughter. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. So I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, right there with you. All right, sir. Why don't you plug your stuff so we can get out of here? Sounds good. Um, Cookie from Just Little Podcast. You can find me all over social media. So on Instagram. Uh, YouTube, uh, Twitter, you can go and check me out over there. Um, I try to go and drop an episode every single Tuesday. Um, I decided that the time of this recording, I was like, you know what? I really, really want to get back into Star Trek. So I'm not dropping an episode this week, but I will be dropping an episode next week because I wanted to spend some time with my good friend, Brandon. So oh, thank you. <laughs> you have uh, my Patreon as well. If you want to go and support the podcast, you can support it for as little as $3 a month. If you want to do more tiers, it gets more content, uh, more access to me. And then, yeah go from there that's about i it. love that tagline more access to me <laughs> um yeah guys this is fake nerds watch of course go follow cookie on all the social medias and, and support his show so just a little podcast um i'm eternally grateful that uh michael carl's put us in touch so we can talk about star trek i want to do so much more star trek talk with you but you are so busy it sucks i'm gonna make time because i really want to have you on my show so we can talk star trek i want to do like there's the new. There's so many new star. There's so many Star Trek comics. I want to do a book club, man. Let's do a Star Trek book club. <laughs> okay, I I will. Let's do it because I I will try to go and read, and then we can try to go and do like maybe an episode on mine, an episode on yours type of thing. Oh, okay. So guys, stay tuned. Maybe more Star Trek content coming from the <laughs> two of us. Um. All right, buddy. It's it, it's great to it's great to be doing this with you. I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. Awesome. Um, this is Fake Nerds Watch for Star Trek Picard episode one, season three uh the name again the next generation um i will be back next time guys of course if you want more fake nerds watch from this channel you can check out our our currently ongoing series on the last of us um i am not on that one uh, it is uh it is ryan sparks and our friend of the podcast pie they are doing a series on the last of us going through that episode by episode so stay tuned for that there will of course be more fake nerds watches in the future um I just don't know what those are. So stay tuned for those. Uh, you can, of course, check out Basement Arcade, Basement Arcade Pause Menu, Animation Station, and Fakener Book Club, 
all those are shows on our on our channel. We have new new episodes and new episodes coming, um, plus other things that were that are in the works that you guys can stay tuned for. Um, there's some as a bunch of Indiana Jones stuff I'm going to try to do this year, so hopefully that'll happen. And of course, you can check out our mothership show, Fickner Podcast. Fickner Podcast is the show where all these shows come from. Um, that that goes live every Sunday. This past week, we talked about Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. Did you see that yet? I have not. What do you think? I like I liked it a lot. Okay, because it's got some 50-50 reviews. Yeah, it's it's not being reviewed well, but I liked it a lot. Spoiler alert for anyone who who wants to listen to that review. That's up there now and coming soon. We'll prob. I think we're doing Cocaine Bear. I think we're going to review Cocaine Bear. I'm not on. Never heard of this. <laughs> Have you not heard of Cocaine Bear? I've never heard of Cocaine Bear. I, I yeah. <laughs> Hold on. How have you not heard of Cocaine Bear? The marketing is everywhere. What is Cocaine Bear? It's a bear that ate a bunch of cocaine. No, I've never. I've heard of like the Winnie the Pooh horror story, but never heard of Cocaine Bear. Okay, R- real quickly, real quickly, <laughs> I need to tell you about this. So, Cocaine Bear is a. Is a is based on a true story of okay. a grizzly bear that so so this guy dumped seventy pounds like like seven thousand pounds or seventy pounds of cocaine. I know those are vastly different numbers, but it's a seven something um, on into like this area, and a bear came around and ate it all. Whoa! Now the true story is the bear died immediately; it overdosed and just okay. died. Um, and that bear became an urban legend and is stuffed and and like is like this this like he- local hero of of this town. The movie that is coming out this weekend is what if that bear got incredibly high and went on a rampage? <laughs> that is going to be that's probably intense. So cocaine bear. <laughs> <laughs> that's an intense bender. Yeah. Anyway, so that that was cocaine bear talk. Um, yeah. So so anyway. Um, so of course, check out the Fickner podcast live every Sunday if you want to check out uh, all all kinds of stuff and check out all these shows. Again, like this video, subscribe to this channel. There's a new Fickner's Watch audio feed. So if you're listening to this, uh, so if you're watching this and you want to listen to this on your commute, you know, subscribe to that feed. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, all right, guys, that's it. That's all I got for you. Until next time, we see us. Live long and prosper. Live long and prosper. <laughs>